Good morning. So I'm actually speaking at all of the masses this weekend, talking about some of the new events that we have here at St. Bruno because of the illness. We got a letter on Friday morning from Archbishop Gomez. So the Archdiocese and in union with the state of California has a few more changes. And one is the collection. So rather than passing that plate, that little basket from hand to hand around the church, instead the collection will be at the, at the end of mass, after mass is over, the ushers will be standing at the doors of the church with a basket and you can put your collection in there. And I've actually told them to block the exit. Actually, just kidding. Actually, in all fairness, I did not get a chance to connect with the ushers before Mass. So if there are any ushers here, or if you'd like to volunteer, the baskets are in the back of the church. If you would like to volunteer, maybe after communion, you would go back there and receive, get a basket and then stand at the doors of the church. And then afterwards, all the baskets go in the sacristy there where, we, where they're collected and we have a safe. So speaking of communion, remember last week we started the practice of only having communion under the host and no communion cup. So that remains, we'll continue that, but with one addition, last week people had the option of receiving either in the hand or on the tongue, and this week it is only on the hand. It's a little tough for some people to hear, maybe spiritually they've been receiving on the tongue all their life, but for the next three weeks, and this is all temporary, for the, next, for the month of March, you can only receive on the hand. And if you've never done that, just give me some, be patient as I just explain it briefly. You put your hand out with your palm up, your other hand goes underneath, the celebrant will, the minister will put the host in the middle of your palm, and then you take it and receive yourself. Don't grab for it. So that's receiving in the hand, and that's, going to be for the next, until the end of March. So the collection will be different and communion will be different. The other thing is having parish activities. So we have been advised to cancel all non-essential activities. And to be fair, we do a lot of beautiful things here at St. Bruno, but all of them can easily be postponed and rescheduled. Dramatically, this particular weekend itself, we had 175 teenagers scheduled to go on their confirmation retreat, and we had to cancel that. But we can repostpone it, we can do it another time. So all of our meetings, all of our parish events, the fish fry, all these things have been canceled, including, I should say, including the university series. So that's the way it goes. I know if we sold toilet paper at the university series, it would be open. <laughs> So there are several actions, several events that are exempt. So where you work, if you have a thousand people in your factory, you, you can still stay open. Schools have the option of staying open or closing. Ours will wind down this week. And of course, shopping. So a thousand people in a Walmart is no problem. <laughs> I should say something about mass. Uh, because remember the issue is essential and non-essential. So Mass for Catholics is essential. It is an obligation, it's one of the Ten Commandments. It's an obligation to come to Mass every week, and Mass is always something that happens in person. 
If you watch a Mass on television, that's a beautiful event. It's very spiritual, but you haven't attended Mass. Mass is something that we have to attend in person. It's called the Sunday Obligation. On Friday, Archbishop Gomez, in cooperation with uh, the kind of the global effort for this, has declared that for the month of March, there is no Sunday obligation. So if you would like to stay home throughout the rest of the season of March, this the month of March, you can. It's not a sin. You do not have to confess it. You have permission to stay home, if you like, for the next uh, few weeks. We will have Mass every day, weekday Mass, and we'll have all of the Sunday Masses. If there's one person here, we will have the Sunday Mass. But uh, you, you have no obligation to come for the, next, for the rest of the month. Any questions about that? Yeah? Well, let me just share that because what he said is because there's not a lot of people here this morning, he's willing to give double in the collection. So that's very moving to our mission here in St. Bruno. Thank you. I have to say this, that uh, I'm actually very struck by the coincidence of the gospel that we have just heard and all of these events about the coronavirus. And I think it really is maybe God's will that we hear this particular gospel because it really is remarkable. It's a little bit long, but if you remember, um, Jesus is walking into a village and he comes to the well to get a drink of water. And he meets a woman there and he, right away he can see that the woman is very, very sick. She's very ill. She does not have the coronavirus. She doesn't have the flu. In fact, she has no physical illness at all. Jesus recognizes that she is sick at heart, that her soul is damaged, and that she's very ill. And how does he know that? Well, Jesus arrives at the well at noon. And in those days, all of the women of the village came together as a group to the well first thing in the morning. And they would get water for the rest of the day, but they would also stay and exchange information, maybe some gossip, what's going on with your family, what's going on with your family. So it was kind of a social event for all the women to come together. Jesus comes midday at noon and sees a woman by herself. She is an outcast. She has been rejected by the other women of the village. We find out that she's been married five times. Maybe the husband's died, who knows, we don't know. But maybe that's why the women reject her. Maybe they see her as a threat, and she's an outcast. And she takes that personally, and she's bitter, and she's cynical about it. And Jesus simply asks her for a drink, and he is met with a torrent of sarcasm and cynicism and bitterness. Now, you and I, if we talk to someone and they, did, and they acted that way with us, we would do something like this. Okay, lady, sorry. You know, you know, I'll leave you alone. But Jesus doesn't do that. He stands there and he engages the lady in dialogue. Jesus doesn't take it personally. That's amazing. Jesus doesn't take it personally. So why is that? 
If someone yells at you, they're trying to take away your dignity. They're insulting you. But Jesus knows that his dignity does not come from this woman. His dignity comes from his Father in heaven. And this woman can't take it away. That's why Jesus doesn't take it personally. And the woman is intrigued. This is the first time that someone hasn't left her, that she hasn't driven someone away. And so she's curious, and she engages in more dialogue, and her heart becomes a little bit more open. Jesus never lets someone else's lack of love affect his. He never lets someone else's lack of faith affect his. He never lets someone else's lack of hope affect his. He has faith and hope and love, and he nourishes that whether someone does or not. Jesus loves that woman whether she loves back or not. And Jesus loves you whether you love back or not. It is unconditional. It really is a remarkable meeting. The woman changes. She, she opens her heart. She changes her life completely. It's a beautiful moment of healing, not of a disease, but a healing of a person's heart and soul. I think that's the important thing that we want to make sure happens for each of us. We pray for all of the medical staff. We pray for nurses and researchers. We hope they do well. But every day, we should make an appointment with Jesus, who is the good doctor. Despite all that's going on, we never, let a want, we never, let a, we never want to let this disease affect our heart or our soul. And it is Jesus who will keep it strong. So let us every day make an appointment with Jesus, the good doctor. He is the essential person in our life.